0: Brian has done a very good job, though, of editing those awkward moments out, which is really great.
1: Yeah, it's, that's that's when we're at our funniest, when we're all just shouting the same <laughs> things at each other. <laughs> it, it's
2: amazing how much time you can clear when it's like of just find finding like the dead air moments
1: and just snipping those down. So it yeah. seems like we're smarter than we are. <laughs>
3: yes,
2: which is which is the whole
3: point.
0: Welcome back to the Trash Watch podcast. This week was Brandon's pick and we head to the beach while we fight
2: some (laughs) purple camo ninjas. I'm Chris. I'm Brian. Uh, There are ninjas that surf, I guess, in this movie.
1: And I'm Brandon saying Quan Su dudes. Quan oh Su dudes.
2: Quant dudes. dudes!
0: And we have a very special guest with us joining us today. He was on the uh the early years or the early year of the Trash Watch podcast. How long have we been doing this show? Oh
3: yeah, back in the eye Frankenstein days. Oh my god, I forgot <laughs> right. we don't speak of that here. Oh. Uh, I'm Sam Vesty, child of the nineties. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know what kills me is I still have that damn DVD in my house. <laughs>
1: We should, like, once we can gather again, we should have a ritual burden. <laughs> really really
2: he carries should. it as a as remembrance of sin's past.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's the chain that he has forged in life that he will wear in the afterlife, a chain of I Frankenstein DVDs. But hey, at least
2: it's not as
0: embarrassing as potentially owning a copy of Max Payne on DVD, which I do not.
1: Ugh. I don't have it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I couldn't remember if you had no, that, no, one. I had remember I that one. You said
3: Max Payne, but I heard Mad Max. And I was like, that was just like a pretty mean thing to say about Mad Max for no reason. <laughs> you know, I'm not a... Uh, you no, know, yeah, Chris, yeah. you got to say, Chris is Thunderdome or nothing <laughs> at all. <laughs> okay. Guys, can't we just get
0: beyond it, Thunderdome? It really is a better <laughs> sequel. I mean, Tina Turner's in it. Come on.
1: Um. Yeah, well, I mean, I want to save our judgments to the end, but I think it's it might be safe to say I think I've done it again, boys. I think have uh t- tapping into my almost exclusive picks of hey i remember seeing that vhs box at the movie movie store when i was a kid and renting it i've, I've brought us all back to 1993 and surf ninjas oh man oh yeah surf ninjas starring ernie race jr ernie rate is senior rob snyder <laughs> tone Loke, and leslie nielsen oh, my God. those people are in
2: this movie yes it- it's such a 90s lineup Right. There. And I think
0: we need to preface here. Um, so two things. One, you can watch this movie all on YouTube for free. It's streaming the whole thing. Uh, if you try to look for it streaming anywhere else, I don't know
3: if you're going to find it. Yeah, fun fact: If you play it through YouTube, it looks just like your old VHS copy. It really. Does. Uh, <laughs> I was realizing I'm like, oh, I'm I'm never gonna see this movie in like a high quality Blu-ray release. So this is actually more
1: appropriate that I'm watching on this like 240p <laughs> YouTube video. Until this podcast blows up and we start driving sales, they're going to demand from the studio to release the 4K release. <laughs> Finally, that 4K remaster. Could you,
0: could you imagine spending $40 for the 4K remaster of Surf Ninjas? I already have a way to play 4K material and I would buy it. today. Yeah, I would too, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the second part is uh, you... You cannot make this movie ever again. I think we need to preface this ahead of time. This movie can never be
1: recreated. It was absolutely of its time, yeah. Uh For anyone who hasn't seen the film, Case in uh, point, the, Rob the Schneider. is... Yes.
3: In, in his greatest role.
1: It, I mean, I I would put money I, on that. I, 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 like, I, I was like, I don't say that Ironically. <laughs> Uh, I actually enjoy him for most of this film. Most of this film, I find he is, he, I really enjoy Rob Schneider's performance. Oh, before uh, I
3: forget, talking about Rob Schneider's character, um, something that me and Brenna noted while watching it was, what is good about his character is that he is diegetically annoying.
0: Oh, yeah. like <laughs> yes,
3: so yeah. It is the annoying sidekick character that you get in most 90s movies, except, like, even the characters in the movie are annoyed with him. Who was the, the younger brother?
1: Uh the younger brother, I believe he hasn't acting much anymore. Yeah, Nicholas Cowan is Yeah, the now, nowadays he's a
3: graphic designer. He did the animation and character design for the Cheech and Chong animated movie. That tracks. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: All right, boys. Let's let's yeah. actually hop into this movie. Uh, so the the one sentence synopsis, just to just to summarize the entire thing we're about to talk about for probably, I don't know, four hours. <laughs> Who knows? It does. Uh Two boys learn from a mysterious warrior that they are the heirs to the throne of Patusan and set out to overthrow the current monarchy. Which is some interesting ways to describe what's yeah, happening. I also but sure. don't think Let's that's
3: true, because I don't think General Chi is claiming that he is the rightful monarch. Yeah. I think he's just a dictator. Yeah, he's, it's, it's not a monarchy. It's it's a dictator yeah, The, the monarchy
1: was already destroyed. That's what General Chi is trying to do, by killing them. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right, so we open on surfing, because it's Surf Ninjas, so we have to open with some surfing to to establish the first part of our title. Uh, yeah, so over the opening titles, we are surfing while a uh, patched gentleman weirdly narrates about finding these like boys. Like, interrupts the opening credits t- <laughs> to give us some narration. And it's like two lines. It's not even like they describe the whole setup. It's just two random lines, and then they're silent while surfing happens. <laughs>
2: But the thing is these credits go on for six minutes. Like I checked the time. Like the la the directed by Credit comes at the six minute mark.
1: Yeah, well it's all surfing. They 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 filmed a bunch of surfing. Like we don't have anywhere else to put this in the movie. So here we go. It's not even just surfing, like half the plot happens. (laughs) We come from our surfing to to morning at the I don't even know their last name house. Uh so we have uh this is where we meet Johnny played by Ernie Reyes Jr., his younger brother Adam and their adoptive father, Mac.
0: So my first note here when they're talking to the dad, Mac, was thank God these kids got their mother's good looks because I didn't realize that they were adopted. I I guess I missed that whole part. (laughs)
3: Good on you for not seeing race. (laughs) Right? But the only thought
0: I had was like, oh, is Rob Schneider supposed to be like their ugly Brooklyn accent actual, like, half-brother or whatever like oh we have these two very good-looking young surfing ninjas and then we have rob schneider who's like i did not get any of mom's jeans.
1: yeah so they're having a, their typical morning fight where the dad's like hey do your homework they want to establish that they're cool kids and they don't do homework <laughs> i guess
3: by crazy coincidence i also didn't like homework
1: as a kid <laughs> <laughs> they're just like me i must be a surfing <laughs> this ninja. movie
0: is so relatable
1: um but also during the scene we get we get a setup that like for however many times i watch this film is the first time i noticed them trying to like put this thing over where the younger brother keeps mentioning that he wants to drive <laughs> What? Oh, <yeah. laughs> so, like we i just we just want to drive but the man won't let us at this breakfast scene and i was like wait what and then he mentioned it once again later, and then I was like, oh, wait, I guess he does drive a car later, but is that supposed to be, like, a big triumphant moment? Was that an arc? Was <laughs> yeah, that was, that, that was was his or arc.
3: Or? You know,
1: Iggy yeah, has the lot if stuff,
3: watching... and he's got the car.
1: Was any... I've watched this film dozens of times, and this is the first time I've actually noticed them trying to mention driving. Was anyone else completely
0: disturbed by the idea of putting beets into an omelette?
1: Well, don't worry, though, because you, you get some nice relief in the form of a blue camouflage ninja. <laughs> Our first of the... Thus fulfilling the second half of the title. <laughs> yes. They, now, they lampshade hang
2: this
3: later, because Rob Schneider points it, it out. because so like- that was one of my notes. I was like, these are the worst. What's with the camouflage? Like, they're so obvious. Like, come on, movie. <laughs> and then
1: Rob Schneider's character said exactly that. And I'm like, well, fuck. Now I can't.
0: Well, fuck you, Rob Schneider.
1: <laughs> uh, so... But yeah, so after the, the ninjas dispatched by the mysterious stranger, they they head to school, as any young surf ninjas will, by moto surfing.
3: <laughs> I have no idea if that's actually a thing or not, being that I was like seven in the Midwest at the time uh-huh, and uh-huh. not knowing what like driving teenagers in Southern California were doing. That's
1: fair. Like, it could be 100% accurate, but it sure looks dumb. I love
0: that moment when they drive past the police officer and he's pulled over another car for also canoeing with their
1: car. One thing I will say, I think the thing I like about Rob Snyder is they gave him a bunch of, like, Marx Brothers level jokes where they're just like play on words basic observations so he goes uh because johnny's trying to think oh i need a homework excuse what if i say i just found out i was adopted last night and he goes you were adopted last night why didn't your dad adopt you when you were a baby <laughs> and i was like that i could see him pulling out a cigar and like eh? <laughs> and i was here for it like I, I i understand now if anyone wants to not like it but man i i love just all the marx brothers style jokes that rob snyder's character has throughout this thing so, so, the thing he have to do is he's supposed to do an introduction for the Baba Ram, <laughs> a a holy man from Asia, is how they very vaguely describe him. When we had school assemblies, did you? I mean,
0: I never had a school assembly where like a foreign dignitary showed up. You weren't in Southern California, no. I guess not. You know. Although I will say, the weirdest one that we ever had, we did. We had a uh uh assembly where they brought in a uh, guy that was addicted to methamphetamines. And he was super skinny and had no teeth. And for a half an hour told us that we would very, very easily screw up our lives like him. And I just remember
1: being like 12 and petrified. They didn't
2: bring him in. He just showed up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I would say that whenever we were brought in a special guest, they would always do something for us. We were never like doing a presentation for them. <laughs> that was the weird part of it.
2: And honestly, I mean, what Johnny ends up doing is much closer to the kind of assemblies
1: (laughs) uh well first off we get the just uh, beautiful introduction from the principal where he has the the two glorious lines an asian american student has been compelled to volunteer (laughs) and then i've been assured that it is in the traditional ethnic style and i was like that is a very accurate 90s writing for this principal (laughs) Uh, I
0: can see why they tried so hard to
1: bury this movie <laughs> oh like it's like that that actually rings as like well written like nice yeah. satire on the racism of the 90s it's it was glorious uh, also during this we get a cut to a trash truck full of ninjas <laughs> so that is in like two scenes I guess it feels to me like they're sitting around and someone's like oh the are going to ask how these ninjas get around we got to show how they get all across town that rim shot does this garbage truck feel heavier to you yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's what we need the surf ninjas Ernest crossover we've all been waiting for
0: Ernest kills surf ninja
1: i mean i would see that i would kickstart it today if someone came like you know what? we're gonna use archival footage <laughs> to varney well no you just get his
3: friend who took over for um uh slinky dog oh yeah the guy from yeah and you just have him uh,
1: voice <laughs> make it animated <laughs> yeah there we go <laughs> animated Ernest, just like a roger rabbit situation <laughs> Oh yes, I'm sorry. For anyone who hasn't seen this film, though, uh, the way he actually reco- welcomes this Barbara <laughs> is facing Barbara Ann from the Beach Boys, replacing Barbara Ann with Barbara. So you got to remember, I saw
3: this when I was a kid in 1993. I had not heard Barbara Ann. I hadn't. I hadn't heard Barbara Ann for years after this. So to me, that was the song. And every time I've heard Barbara Ann.
1: I hear Baba Ram. And you're like, that's weird that this song from Surf is just playing on the radio, but okay.
2: <laughs> it's like the prayer outliving a quest for Camelot.
0: Yes. <laughs> oh my God. I love it. They tried to rhyme Baba Ram with
3: hold my hand. I kind of wish they had gone more. I wish they had gone hold my hand. Oh my hand. <laughs> you know, in the traditional ethnic style.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, Chris, you just don't understand because it's the ethnic style. You're too it's, white. It's, so It's true. I am very
0: much too white
1: (laughs) Uh, now we gotta establish some more regular life so we get Adam looking for Spain a delightful little kid doesn't know his homework sequence uh, where we also get another camouflage ninja <laughs>
3: which is one of my favorite ones because just like, he's just, like, oh, like slipping sure. around behind the window for no reason <laughs> also like all
1: the class would definitely see him he's just <laughs> standing at the window two ninjas flip past the window and these kids are going like holy shit a ninja I'm a small child I love ninjas I don't think if one
2: ninja. of those windows at the like at the top that like if that flips open everyone's looking everyone is noticing that opening because fourth graders will freak out about that.
1: Also, during I tried to I tried to look down through the the uh, IMDb listing to find out, and then I got bored. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> during the sequence of Adam looking for Spain, uh, they keep cutting to a very close, sh- strong close up of this one oh, little yeah. turd oh, yeah. laughing. It's gotta be like the director's kid. And I right? was like, yeah, it's like it has to be the director's kid because he's so like prominently placed. He doesn't speak. It's just him laughing every time Adam misidentifies Spain. <laughs> And yeah, so I I figured he was someone's some, but I could not find a cast listing for like him. He's
2: one of a couple like bit parts that part of me wondered if they were going to be important later. They weren't.
1: Oh, I have one very surprising cast for a bit part we'll get to in a little bit. Uh, but from Adam, we get to our reveal of our villain. We get the Colonel Chi reveal as he strides down, cloaked in shadow. We see a robot hand and then a, the profile of a face and a quick turn and a robot half of his face. That's right. It's a Leslie Nielsen as some type of cyborg man <laughs> named Colonel Chi. Oh and he looks so much like a Borg. He does. And then we get like this is why he cast Leslie Nielsen because then we get this answering machine bit where like in this evil like cave lair a like just normal phone starts ringing and he rushes towards it like the old man that he is. <laughs> and he just has this very mundane hey this is Colonel Chi leave a message and I'll call you back and don't hang up and he gets the phone just too late and they hung up oh my god and they and they run that and bit he... into the ground
0: but i laughed every time
2: there there's a there's a, a a build on it later that like i got a genuine laugh out of me
1: yeah, they escalate later. The, the later scene is really good, but this one's very good, because then he gets a call afterwards. He talks, and it's, it's a person communicating about going after the kids, and he's like, good, good. And he's like, oh, wait, were you the one who called earlier? And it wasn't, so he still doesn't know who he called. So he slammed, throws the phone across the room, and all his prisoners <laughs> that are being tortured laugh yes, at him? Yes, So I guess it's nice that he keeps some lighthearted entertainment around for, you know, his torture I victims. I had to note the
0: guy that's, like, hanging by his wrist behind the phone is just giggling the whole time. <laughs> because well, it's less than the hilarious. <laughs> I mean, if I was going to be incarcerated, you know, or hung by the ceiling, I would hope he was around.
3: Uh, real, real quick, a little interjection. Uh, so, going back to what you said before, uh, that kid who they kept cutting to and laughing uh, is the son of the writer Dan Gordon. Ah, and his ah, name is Yanni Gordon, go. and he now is like a folk singer. <laughs> Well, with a name
0: like ah. Yanni, what else
1: would you do?
3: <laughs> yeah, you you don't have
1: many options. Well, <laughs> I have called him a turd. So that, <laughs> he's finished.
3: <laughs> he's, yes. he's really he's really blackballed him now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> just all all of his uh, his promotional materials just say like "turd" in quotes, <laughs> attributed to Brandon. Yeah.
0: just he just nightmare going like some guy in ohio just ruined my career
1: (laughs) got him on another death list now great another one speaking of on a death list (laughs) these two boys we get to a surf yeah we get to our surf sequence and now we finally merge the scene of surfing with the scene of ninjas because the the boys start surfing and once again that trash truck full of ninjas shows up and this is where we get our properly camouflaged in the water ninja with his harpoon gun and then he just gets surfed on yeah, he just gets whacked in the head. He's standing there. He has a shot. Like, I'm sorry. He had the shot. He should have taken it. He had the shot. And he just got hit in the face instead. Listen, he buckled under the pressure. Sometimes you just choke. This this entire movie kind of feels
0: like a giant music video all at once, doesn't it? They certainly cut to a lot of, as the dad would call it,
1: Van Halen music, <laughs> which is definitely not Van Halen music. They do They do not have Van Halen money. No. I do want to briefly shout out in the surf sequence though. I I, I love the wax buildup on the surfboard oh, yeah. of Rob Snyder. Because it's the joke that Rob Snyder actually never goes out. He's like, Well, I gotta wax up my board and while he's saying this, you can see just like disgusting <laughs> like full chunks of wax already like caked on his board. <laughs> and I was like, Good job, prop person, to like take the time to actually get a disgustingly waxy surfboard. Um so yeah, this
0: the one of the ninjas pops up and tries to harpoon uh one of the kids but he hits him with his surfboard and as they're coming back into the, the uh the beach, did you catch the moment when uh when Ernie Reyes Jr. says, Yeah, it was real weird. It felt like I hit a rock or something. I'm pretty
3: sure he killed that guy. Oh yeah, we see him. <laughs> His corpse washed up in a, of just a magical bit of like visual comedy, and the children are just <laughs> like, like
0: oh, okay of
3: just entering the frame into the background <laughs> and then getting pulled away, okay. <laughs> and
2: then the like, dog chases after him.
1: Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. I mean, that man was unconscious underwater for quite a while, and then his bloated corpse <laughs> washed up <left laughs> on shore. If, if if he comes back, he's not going to be the same.
3: <laughs> All right, so now now we have this Johnny from Surf Ninjas kill count at
1: least one so far. <laughs> yes, <laughs> con- confirmed what one murder for Johnny. Uh, did we get this real... This time, I don't know why, because I'm just so delighted by the movie, I probably didn't care before, but I noticed there's this there's a quick scene where Rob Snyder is getting a corn dog and then, like, Zatch bumps into him and then gives him the evil eye. That's It serves no function, because Zatch was, like, already following them. He's not like... Because normally if you had a sequence like that, I'd be like, oh, he pickpocketed, like, the key to their house or something. But, like, no. It's just a random scene they had of Rob Snyder bumping into him. I would
0: love... To know what was on the cutting room floor of this movie,
3: nothing. <laughs> yeah, they used
1: every last second of film they shot.
3: Well, that still works, Brandon.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, then we cut to to nighttime at the hamburger stand, uh, and this is where they finally, like, actually meet the weirdo that's been following them around, and learn that his name is Zach, and apparently their dad knows him. First off, his his name is Zach, and now he wears a patch. <laughs> Like I I don't know what I, I don't know if I want his name to have been Patch before he got an eye patch or if I want his name to not rhyme with Patch, but I want one of those. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> we, we live in an auto Octavius world, so I guess yeah, I guess that's true. I just have to apply comic book logic where people's names just line up where Remus Lupin becomes aware If werewolf. someone
3: told me this was based on a comic book, I would just believe them.
1: Like without hesitation. I would be on comicsology right now subscribing if there was a Surf Ninja ongoing series.
2: That would, that would be the best part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> can can yeah. you imagine like that scene at the end of Endgame? Just all the, everyone's coming out of the portals, and then just Johnny and Adam and Rob Schneider just come <laughs> surfing out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> bum, 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 bum. <laughs> yeah, we forgot to mention, if you're picturing Rob Schneider, good job. But also, you should imagine that he has bright orange hair in this you know, film. To, to young him up, I guess. <laughs> On the poster to this movie, he has black hair really oh my he god has, that's, i didn't even pay yes, attention he has dark hair on the poster he <laughs> sure does he has just regular black hair <laughs> oh my god i swear it had to be there i ate him up they had to like look at it and go like he looks too old let's give him bright orange hair old people would never do that to their <laughs> hair
0: um <clears throat> i i had to, i had to take a moment though because uh uh ernie reyes jr is wearing in this sequence and for the pretty much the remainder of the movie he is wearing a tie-dye t-shirt and overall shorts. And it's very nice. Yeah, but like I was thinking back, even in the nineties, I don't know if I could have pulled off wearing overalls without looking like a child white supremacist.
1: First off, not a lot none of us can pull off what Ernie Reyes Jr. can pull off. So let's just let's just forget that notion. Also later when you see him bust off a shirt and how oh, jacky I, is, I, there's a lot of stuff that Ernie Reyes I, Jr. can pull off that we can't. His shirt in public for one. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, uh, this is a pretty fun little fight sequence with ninjas crashing through literally every window <laughs> in the building. And <laughs> they had so much candy glass. They were like... <laughs> they just keep cutting like, here's a ceiling, here's a skylight, here's another window, here's a back door window. Like, just keep cutting the ninjas jumping and, through and windows. And Mac
2: That's... kills at least two of them. Like, he, oh, yeah. he straight up, like, puts a fryer or something in the face of one of them. Oh no! He shoves. He
0: throws one of them on the oven, and he just sits there while he's his ass cooks. And I'm like, "Jump off the oven!"
1: Yeah. For the most part, this is just kind of like a slapsticky fun fight. Like Zatch uses a skateboard for part of it because that was super cool. But then Rob Schneider taketh away <laughs> by by doing his he puts on an apron, and say no no speak English, clean dishes.
0: I had to say, though, this movie is impressively violent for a children's film.
2: Why, it's funny you bring that up, Chris. <laughs> okay. Ladies and gentlemen, we have our recurring segment. Brian takes us into the IMDb parents' Under guide. the entry, violence and gore, of which there are nine entries.
0: Of course there is. There should yes. be more.
2: <laughs> there are some violent scenes for a PG-rated movie, but nothing too intense. Lots of punching and kicking, and karate slash martial arts style fighting. Oh, also, one of the entries is literally just in all caps. Some scenes include dash 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 dash. Oh, they forgot to put what they include. It's like it's like it's a separate line in a document. Oh my god! Which the same thing happens under the frightening and intense scenes entry, which we can get to soon once we get to the flashback.
1: Yeah, so they they quickly escape to the beach. Mac tells Zach to get the kids out there, which is very odd. First off. And the overall sequence of this, he takes them to the beach, and then immediately they all go back to the place they just were. Yeah. It seems like thirty seconds have passed when they're like, "All right, well, let's go back to where all the ninjas were." I'm sure it's fine now. Um, but there's a couple things I note here. The Adam calls the ninjas a bunch of Quimbies. <laughs> what the hell is a Quimby? So, so I I do know
3: because okay. I looked it up <laughs> when we were watching, um, and it's very good. Hold on, let me let me pull it up exactly so I don't butcher it. On UrbanDictionary.com, we've got an entry for Quimby that is a goon, a nameless, faceless part of a gang, a hanger-on, a sidekick of a more outspoken, charismatic bully. Take the classic movie Surf Ninjas. Dude, who are those
1: Quimby's in the camo pajamas?
0: Oh, my
1: God. So We have no evidence this makes sense beyond this film. This might be exclusively yep. slang from this <laughs> movie. What- which I'm fine with.
3: Yeah, I mean that entry was to, from 2005, so you know, obviously we're not going to have an Urban Dictionary entry from the 70s. But
1: <laughs> all right, now guys, now be, now don't allow me to impugn the fine name of writer Dan Gordon. But we have a moment here where Adam hears uh, Patusan and thinks that it is Portasan, the name of a popular uh, portable toilet company, and I have a real strong suspicion. That that was reverse engineered. Absolutely not. It isn't. It isn't? Because
3: Ernie Reyes Jr., when he was a child actor, more child than this, was on a TV show called Sidekicks. Um, not to be confused with the Chuck Norris movie about ninjas, Sidekick Sidekicks, that's a different thing. But he was on a TV show called Sidekicks where he played a, a young boy who was from the fictional island of Patusan. Got so it's can. in the Sidekicks
1: universe. <laughs> Interesting. Well, we have to re- we have to watch all the Sidekicks now and, and connect the dots.
2: This movie has a connection to Sidekicks, and that both both movies have a surprise wheelchair. No, no, not the movie. <laughs> this is
1: the TV show. It's um, not the Chuck Norris movie. Uh, but this is uh, yeah. So they they find that the, the the place is empty now, and this is where he, we get the full exposition. We get the Patrousan flashback.
0: Uh, when they're, when they're doing that whole sequence and they're talking about, uh, I'm gonna fuck it up, Potosan, why does Thatch, or Zatch, take the baby, throw the baby up in the air, then catch the baby, and then kick? Shouldn't it be throw, kick, catch?
3: Well, he's throwing the baby to avoid the sword swipe, except that the insert shot that they use of the baby in the air still shows the arms in that <laughs> shot and not a sword going through it. So there really is no point.
0: <laughs> I I legitimately, though, I rewound that whole section for a probably conservatively three or four times to be like, no, okay, I have to understand why is he throwing the baby in the air to catch it and then kick.
1: Hey, I have a very strong suspicion that there was no stunt uh, choreographer and it was basically just the director asked Ernie Reyes Jr. and Sr. to like make up stuff on the spot. Ernie Reyes Sr.
3: was the stunt uh, choreographer for the movie.
1: Yep, that makes sense. And I imagine he got no prep time and I was like, all right, we're here. Here's a bunch of extras. What should we do? I don't know. Uh, How about he throws a sword, toss the baby in the air, the sword swipes. He's like, yeah, yeah, I got it.
0: Also, the moment where the elephant crushes Leslie
3: Nielsen's head (laughs) You mean where he dives under the elephant's foot? Holy <laughs> shit.
1: Yes, <laughs> where He's like sitting on the ground. And it like, like, it's almost going to oh step God. on me. I better move under its foot more. <laughs> not, to, not to suggest that the logic of this film isn't airtight. <laughs> <laughs> but the shot we're meant to get is that the elephant like stomped on half of Leslie Nielsen and that's why you need to get all these like cybernetic implants. But why are the arm that's replaced and the face the opposite halves? Like, well, they are, aren't they? <laughs> I think that's
2: just a separate incident.
3: Yes. Yeah, <laughs> so only his face got smashed by the elephant, and then it's a completely separate incident. He lost his arm? Yeah, well, it's it's not a completely separate incident. It was the same elephant stepped on him again, but, like, ten years later. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it was like a Captain Hook situation, and, like, the crocodile hunting him down. It's the elephant hunting down Leslie
3: Nielsen Stop Did you guys not even read the comic book Origins, like, <laughs> things that came out? And like, uh, uh, I slept in this morning. My alarm didn't go off. <laughs> Nicholas
0: uh, Cowan, the, the kid who plays Adam, he is utterly delightful to watch throughout this entire movie, by the way. His reactions to things is fantastic.
2: Except he won't stop looking at his freaking Nintendo. Uh, Sega,
3: sir.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, guys, I don't know if you could tell. That's a little behind-the-scenes fact. It's very subtle. So you might not have picked up on it. Do you know uh, Sega actually helped finance this film? And there
3: was a Surf Ninjas Game Gear game that actually came out. Which I had. Oh, and and so
1: I had that
0: as a question. Was there a legitimate game?
2: Yes. They Holy they built them they built the movie around it. Like they built the movie with that in mind. Like they bu- built set pieces that they thought would translate to a video game.
1: That's so what saying. Oh, I was just saying like I yeah, I had it
3: as a kid. I played it all the time on my game gear. <laughs>
1: Yes, I will note that it is it is different than the game you actually see him playing. I mean, some of the scenes. Yeah, are there's, some but scenes, like, but there's the scenes, but there's
2: the best part of the game is when you play the elephant and you have to stomp on Le- Leslie Nielsen's face.
1: Well, you stomp on half of his face and then the other arm. It's very yeah, challenging. Yeah. It's, if it's you
0: like, screw that up, the whole game is
3: just it's over. And you you break sorry. the
1: timelines. It's. <laughs> <awful>. <laughs> but I do. I do want to bring
2: up because this is where we come back to the IMDb Parents Guide. Uh, the entries for frightening and intense scenes. There are four of them. First entry, a man's face is crushed by an elephant on screen in a flashback. In parentheses, he is shown throughout the movie with a steel plate molded to his face. Second entry,
4: hmm.
2: dot, dot, dot. It is similar to Phantom of the Opera. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, my God, I want to see. Oh, that's why he kept, that's why that faceless man kept lowering the young woman
3: to sing for him. I mean, I now have new no headcanon for Phantom of the Opera about why he has this. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he was trying to lead a military uprising in Potsusan. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just want to see Leslie Nielsen play the Phantom now so bad.
2: Third entry. The theme of a cult of communist rebels wanting to kill children may upset some people.
1: <laughs> that may upset some people, I also, guess. Also, are these communist
2: rebels? <laughs> I guess
1: so. Uh, I mean, it was like... Just after the fall of the Berlin Wall, so they're like,
2: yeah, they're
1: uh, they're communists. Because that that Restore. that entry
2: also shows up in the violence and gore section.
1: I will I will say one of my favorite things about the flashback, though, is they come back to the kids who are being told all this huge, like earth shattering stuff about their background, and they could not give less of a yeah. shit.
3: <laughs> they're like excited for this for the backstory to end. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and then he's like, like he's told, he's told them about how his parent, their parents died in a military action, and they're just like, whatever, nerd. <laughs> yeah, and then like, so he, so that's just the like royal guard whose job is to protect the royal family, who like escapes with the kids, immediately gives them to American, and then just fucks off. Like, good luck. Here are these. Here are the the only heirs left to our our royal family. Bye. And like Mac is just on a
2: boat. He's ready to go. Just. Hang around like, oh yeah, sure, hand me those kids, I'll take them.
3: Yeah, he was he's an American sailor. That's just what they do. They hang out in docks with a boat ready to sail.
2: So I forgot to mention, because there are four entries under frightening and intense scenes. So we've mentioned the, a man's face is crushed by an elephant. I've mentioned that it is similar to Phantom of the Opera. I've mentioned the theme of a cult of communist rebels wanting to kill children. And the final entry. Other than that, dot, 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 nothing really. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Nothing really. It's fine. It's f- All right, let me see if you guys can decipher one of Brandon's notes, a recurring feature on our podcast. I wrote down drive-through line. Does anyone remember a line about a drive-through? Oh, the drive-through line. This—that's right. The kid oh. mentions drive again. Here. <laughs> it's the <laughs> crucial line. setup, planting. I'm really, seeds. I'm
0: really happy you figured that out before we had to. <laughs>
1: yeah, you
3: got your, you got your hyphen in the wrong place.
1: <laughs> yes, this is. Yeah, this is the second mention where, for some reason, Adam and this is even more poorly placed than before. He just mentions like, "I want to drive," and like, that's a weird thing to say. It's like, yeah, don't you, don't you have to be able to drive to save the world or whatever? <laughs> I guess. Um, I will give the movie credits. This is a movie where, like, mysterious past comes up and they have a destiny, but they actually call the cops because their father's been kidnapped. Like, <laughs> this is an atypical move for most films, and I really like them. And bonus, double bonus points, because the cop who shows up is Tone Loke. as yes, the funky cold Medina himself. I, I do really like, at the end of the, the scene of the cops, like, checking out the burger restaurant, uh, these two stoners arrive. Did you arrive recognize one of them, Brandon? To order? I did. This is the casting <laughs> I found. It. I looked up and I just wanted to confirm. One of them is Mitch Hurwitz, creator of Arrested Development. Shut up! I, when I saw that, he I was
3: like, "Oh, did he like write for this or something?" <laughs> nope. <laughs> just <laughs> he's just in this
0: movie. Linton <laughs> Locke is driving them to Uncle Eddie's house, and he yes. takes them out of the car and starts talking to them about their dad probably being okay. <laughs> He probably just ran away from them. He
1: probably just abandoned you. (laughs) He's probably not dead. He
3: probably just hates
1: you. Uh, But then we get a simultaneous Rob Snyder giveth and taketh away. What the actual fuck is about to happen. Because rolling into frame, playing their Uncle Ernie with a Scottish accent in a wheelchair for some reason with a Hitler mustache, Rob Snyder. I can't figure out any of the combination of these choices. I don't know why a wheelchair would make him I think look. Think it's supposed
2: older. to be Scottish because he's wearing like the tam tam or whatever he's wearing that hat. Yeah, but do Scottish people have Hitler mustaches? Famously, uh, that, are they famously no. in wheelchairs? I, I think that was just Rob Schneider found it and was like, finally my chance.
0: Here's the thing, though: Have any of you ever watched Rob Schneider stand up before?
1: Uh, no, he's been in a wheelchair the whole time. He can't stand <laughs> up. <he's> <laughs>
0: No, but if you ever do like find yourself on the rabbit hole and you and you start watching his his actual like comedy special Yeah, when I'm
2: at the end of my rope. Yeah, this completely <laughs> tracks. Like
0: like the man ha- he has no sense of shame. He will he's like, ah, uh, oh, it'll be funny. Yeah, I can yeah, tell that by, by his, by his everything else. <laughs> yeah, everything else will do that too. Also, uh not to sidebar here, I, I recently saw a um Like, uh, uh, Rob Schneider's on stage, and he's introducing his daughter, because I guess his daughter is like a folk singer now. Uh, And if you haven't seen this video, you you really need to seek it out, because a woman comes out who looks exactly like Rob Schneider, with a nose ring and long blonde hair. And that is his daughter. And that, to me, is the most tragic part.
2: (laughs) What is it with these people and their kids becoming folk singers?
1: Well... Oh. Yeah, that's true. Uh I don't know, money. <laughs> you know, we're all we're going back to the old timey things. Is that what would happen to all of us if our parents were rich enough, we'd just all be folk singers <laughs> yeah. right now?
2: Well that that's the thing. Half of half of half of Hollywood, the the next generation goes on to act in movies. They all get cast as the Manson family in once upon a time in Hollywood, the other half all become folk singers and join a real life uh Manson family.
1: Uh all right. So now the the kids are home alone. Uh we do get we oh, forgot to mention there's a through line of Rob Snyder uh, because Rob Snyder realizes he now has the power. Says, "What if?" And he makes things come true. Because earlier in the film, he said, "What if my dad was? What if I was adopted? And my dad was a king," so he still thinks that he is the one who is the heir to to Patusan. And they at least have one scene where Ernie Race Jr. goes like, "Hey, buddy, you're not Asian. How could you be the king of Patusan? And he goes, "David Carradine and Kung Fu." Uh, there's a pretty great joke uh, at this moment because Zat sneaks in. And he goes, see if I, see how easily I could have killed you if I was sent by General Chi? And Adam goes, I'm 11 years old, congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Wait, you want a pat on the back? <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> yeah. I wish this guy would have He's done like, more, more acting because his right?
3: sarcasm is just so good.
1: Yeah, his delivery is so good. And I was like, way to go. You can kill an 11-year-old dumbass. You're an adult. We have
0: to talk about Rob Schneider coming in, holding up Playboy magazine to children. I mean, he's also a children.
1: So, yeah, like that's it's weird because it's Rob Schneider, but like if if I was a sixteen year old and, and a friend of mine who was all sixteen yeah. said, "Hey, I've been Playboy's," I would go, "Cool, good find, bro," <laughs> because back then. Just, just real
2: quick under the IMDb Parents Guide, I'm not going to read the whole entry. Well, actually, I will read the whole entry because there's a great typo. <laughs> so first <laughs> off, it says it's so like Iggy pulls out, and this is capital A, capital M, adult magazines. <laughs> In parentheses, no nudity or sex. Dot 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 dot, and he makes a small joke about Johnny's father hiding the magazones under his bed like everyone else. <laughs>
0: magazones, uh, you got to
1: stay away from the magazone now. All right. Um, I do. I really enjoyed the joke. So we get. Uh, so to escape the ninjas, Zatch turns on the gas on the stove. And he gets a pot and sets up a candle, but Rob Snyder peeks around the corner and just sees him like s- turning on the gas and getting a pot. And he goes back to the guys. and goes, "I think he's," yes. Yes. <laughs> which I legitimately laughed at. Like the delivery is great. Oh yeah, because he's it's so sincere. So they they uh they they punch one ninja who made it inside screaming. Uh, they get outside and then we get a roof ninja
2: <laughs> my favorite like when he just ju- and again all the other ninjas have been flipping and doing tricks and this guy just like dives off the
1: roof well, I mean he was ready he was like oh i'm going to show them here's the thing even if Zatch hadn't moved and the ninja had just like dove headfirst and stabbed Zatch killing him he then would have snapped his neck by falling on the concrete <laughs> headfirst uh i thought it was interesting that
0: adam's uh seeing ability <laughs> translates into a video game like I
1: kind of wish that they had like because i like the idea of you know like they were always just to be this and their powers find them through whatever whatever like culture they know like maybe if he was in potashan it would be like oh it goes to a temple and like meditates uh i kind of wish like the ninja skills that johnny later develops Would be like all surf moves. He's like, oh, it's just like surfing, and he like described all his kung fu as surf moves. So that way, like tying in, like yeah, this kid plays video games all the time, so his superpowers are like, ah, whatever, sure, video games. Here you go. Uh, But then we get to it, Sam. We finally arrived at one of the moments that we quote forever. (laughs) This
3: was so. I watched this. uh, I watched this with my partner Brenna, and uh, (laughs) she'd never seen this before. Um, But as soon as. He gives the the greatest line in the film of what if I lose this power? She immediately turns to me and goes, Oh, that's what that's from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the sort of thing that Sam and I have said for years, years. around pity Bowl with
1: like regardless of if they know the context. <laughs> So, so he's walking down the street. He's like, I don't know if you want to, because like, you got to go to Potosan. I'm like, no, we got to go back to our house. It's back there. He's like, I don't know if you want to go there. He left the gas on. What if the house blows up and the house immediately blows up? <laughs> thus cementing a Rob Snyder's mind, his power. He goes, oh my God, I blew up my friend's house. He's like, I have such a tremendous weight with this power. What am I going to do? What if, what if I lose this power? oh my god I just said what if I lose this power
3: and it's it's, again that's why I say like this is one of Ruff Schneider's like seriously best roles because the way he delivers that is perfect
1: i will say i think this is a very well uh like paced movie because i noted like it's basically like 15 minutes in like ninja's attacks start happening 30 minutes in the house blows up like 45 minutes in they get on the boat to patu it's like 90 yeah and then like an hour in they like are heading towards the final fight it's it's pretty well like chunked out where like okay every like 15 minutes we're going on to like the next sort of segment of film this
3: well it's also because there's not really a there's not really a b plot they occasionally cut to leslie nielsen like hamming it up for a moment but that's only to pass time in the other scenes
1: uh speaking of which our next scene is a Leslie leslie nielsen check in. i will say this is probably my favorite like actual comedy in the thing is him with this call waiting so leslie nielsen's on the phone Escalating his dealing with the phone before because this time he picks it up in time, he talks to the person and he's like, They escaped. Ah, Zatch, I should have known Zatch were getting away. He's like, Kill them, kill them. And he's like, Oh wait, I have another call. And they switches and he goes, Hello? Kill them. Kill them. <laughs> <I> <laughs> and then he goes like- back. He's like, Where were they? Oh yeah, it's kill them. Send more men to Los Angeles. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so this is where they go to Little Pakistan. Which, great. Uh, that is such a good <laughs> Uh, like I'm fine. For, I'm I'm well, here for it. I, yeah, I'm not uh, yes, This here is for where it. you get the best Patusani food in all of Los Angeles. So at the Patusani thing they have this like big dinner to welcome their prince, and this is where he meets his his bride to be, uh, which is she's also a teenager, so he's a teenager. Like it's it's weird for us as adults watching a film where like this teenage child bride is presented as like this desire object for our hero, but they're supposed to be the same age. Um, and also, she doesn't have much to do. It's not very fleshed out, but I will say that Kelly Hu, playing Rome, uh does a really good job. She's Deathstrike, uh, sh-
3: uh, Lady. De- she's huh? Lady Deathstrike
1: in the X Men movies. Yes, and I did not know that until I looked uh, looked into that. Next, we have the fight at the palace because Adam sees on his Game Gear four seconds before it happens. I will say this is this is a little bit of this is the shittiest fortune telling of the thing because the fortune telling the device did is he picked an octopus and then he physically <laughs> had to go and pick up an octopus and put it on dude's face. I was like, you kind of just did what the game told you to more so than the game telling you what's going to happen. Told him that the uh, that the octopus was an option
3: and that it would work.
1: I guess that's fair. Uh, but yes, but this is where Johnny suddenly realizes that he can do kung fu, which is great. Uh, and for some reason. For some reason, Ode to Joy starts playing.
2: <laughs> a little bit of the Ludwig of the old Ludwig Van. <laughs> <laughs> yes, nothing says kung fu more than Ode to Joy. <laughs> Watching him fight,
0: though, oh, it's so refreshing. It's just like movies like this as a kid just made me think like the necessity of my knowledge of having like having knowledge of being able to fight like this was so important as a child. I'm like, we have to all learn karate! Look at all the movies! It's a real quicksand
1: situation where you overvalued
0: its importance. (laughs) Also, I am very much... I've already found an emulator for the Surf Ninjas video game, and I am very much looking forward to playing this when we get off this
1: call.
3: (laughs) You're (laughs) going to say, and I'm already halfway through the first level. I can't get
1: past the elephant! (laughs) Well, after yeah, so after the uh, after the the fights though, uh, he's so he he's like one day into being a prince, and the first he immediately starts punching commoners.
0: <laughs> Why are the children running away from the cops when they're the victims?
1: Uh probably because the cops will recognize that they can't just like randomly go to a foreign country when their parents goes. Also, they're like... not white.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that. That's the yeah, thing. But... In this. <laughs> it, you're you're in L.A. Yeah, you're. <laughs> yeah, so they
0: they at this point they're boarding a boat. And the cop follows them on there.
1: No, just joins. Tone Lok like catches up with them finally. I do like the line he says he's been stepping over ninjas all over town. <laughs> oh, we forgot. Did we mention that they travel by map? Uh, but hold on, and by travel by map, <laughs> I don't mean animated. I mean, they- did you guys catch? Did you guys catch the thing about the map? Uh, but where where they have potash no, on it?
3: Where they started? They started in New York oh. and went like through Mexico and of the Panama Canal, but
1: like even though they weren't in la <laughs> like <laughs> what the no oh my god good catch sam that's amazing i did not see that i i was too distracted by the fact that we weren't like watching a graphic or just like zooming over a map but we had like a little toy battleship and someone's f- fingers were visibly dragging <laughs> it along a map that's what this was, uh brenna was brenna was the one that caught the uh
3: coming from the East Coast, and then also said, like, yes, this is an acceptable version of the
1: uh, Indiana Jones red line <laughs> traveling. Yeah. Yeah. It honestly feels like an animation placeholder. Like, the director's like, here, I went like this. So just, like, animate a boat, like, sailing on the map the like this. Like, and the never... editor's like, oh, okay, got it. Like that. Okay, boom. Did you all enjoy seeing the, like, crudely drawn in Patusan in the South <laughs> yes. China Sea? It was like they just made, like, a yellow circle with a highlighter. <laughs> just, like, a big blot, and then wrote Patusan on it. Um these fucking
0: knife jokes
1: yes the night yes so they're on pontusan uh they get there he sinks the boat which is technically important for later uh and they're walking through and he's like oh we're gonna go to this village and then we're gonna get to the caves of quonsu where you will get your inheritance like oh what is it treasure he's like more valuable than treasure the fabled knives of kwanzu There's something
0: money can't buy <laughs> once i went into a cutlery store and he said here's 100,000 dollars
2: can i buy a knife and they say no money can't buy a right.
0: knife guess that's why you
3: don't see him around
2: <laughs> that famous saying because knives are happiness
1: ah <laughs> uh, they came across a rubber tree blocking their <laughs> way unfortunately they had they could not chop it down for as you know money can't buy <laughs> knives continuing around the place <laughs> Yeah, then tone look gets on it. The tone look last knife joke. I swear to God. The, mm, yeah, the knife jokes. I, I will say that doesn't even make sense in context. And that is like, the other thing
3: that I was like. I was like, the what if I lose this power and uh, money can't buy knives are the two things that I quote out of context <laughs> constantly. Uh, between that and brothers
1: don't surf. Yeah, I wrote down, fellas, is it too white to surf? Yeah. <laughs> Because he would get, if they found out back in LA that he surfed, he would get shot in the hood, I believe, is what he said.
2: Well, that brings us back to the IMDb Parents Guide under Uh-oh. under profanity. <laughs> it oh, says, my God. Uh, A small racial joke about black people not being able to surf. However, it's made from rapper Tone Loke.
3: So it's probably fine, right? Right? Question mark I mean, question are we're, 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 we're writing the IMDb Parents Guide, so you know we're white, so we're not sure, <laughs> but. <laughs> And you can tell by these overuse of ellipses, I'm a boomer. <laughs> so I think, I mean, I
2: think the the scene that he's referring to in this other entry under violence, I think that was probably part of the flashback as well. Because does does Zatch get his eye cut during that? Yes. Yep. Okay, because it. I've yeah, been it. wanting to read this. I wasn't. I couldn't remember what this entry corresponded to, but it's also what it's another one of my favorites. Not my most favorite. We'll get to it near the end of the movie. Ooh. But so this is. A man's eye is cut open on screen, in parentheses, however shown from an angle to where you don't really quote-unquote see it as his back is turned to the camera, out of parentheses, get it, see it, smiley face, (laughs)
3: dot,
2: dot, 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 dot. (laughs) He is then shown with blood running off of his
3: face. Man. I need to give this person a hug.
1: (laughs) Like, I need, I need like an Italian near-realism film that's just about the day-to-day life. Of the people who sit down and write the IMDb's yes. parents guide. Um, so this
0: is, we shortly get uh, another trope that we saw in uh, Anaconda's Hunt for the Blood Orchid here. With a delightful monkey carrying an object.
1: <laughs> yes. They get to the cave of, the, well, they're searching for the caves of Kwansu, which are hidden. Uh, Whereas that she does not know. But uh, a monkey helps because steals the game gear and takes them over to the statue. Uh, this is when the game gear is doing like a hot cold game. Like imagine how frustrating that'd be if you had like a magic thing that tells you the future, and instead of telling you the future, it's like your clothes. This kind of feels
0: like like uh, a surf ninja's version of Pokemon Go. For- Fortunately, he
1: finds the little latch which slides his brother down into the caves of Kwan Uh, and this is where Zatch attacks him in a forced training fight, which really feels like they're like, all right, guys, we have the two good people who are good at martial arts. We need to have one fight which, between the two yes. of them. Great. Yeah, and it was it awesome. is the
3: best fight in the in the movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, obviously, it was the right call. <laughs> If you do get a chance
0: though, go back and watch the the section where the monkey steals the the Sega because there's a moment where Adam says, "Oh, you know where that is, don't you?" like for the cave, and the monkey, I swear on my life, gives a side-eye coy look to the camera and I laughed for no less than 30 seconds. Like, "Oh, you know where the cave is, don't you?" and the monkey's just like, "Maybe.
3: I'll never tell." <laughs>
2: or maybe i'll never tail and then just he wags his tail on the uh, on the tail of the statue and
3: then it hits the statue and it opens he's like oh damn it no i was going to do more things shit <laughs> oh my god
0: did anybody else uh, did anybody else laugh at at zatch
3: using the binoculars with one eye oh my god so yes and my favorite part about that is so when they first cut they first show Johnny using them and it has almost like a cartoon, like double binocular thing, except in my mind, I'm thinking it's weird because like, it's funny because that's not actually what you would see through binoculars. Because if you just look through binoculars, it just looks like the circle because, that you know, how eyes work. But <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's funny that they, you know still added that to that. And then when he hands it over to Zatch and it's just a full half of the screen is just black and they have just single circle on the other side. I was about to die. I was like, that is a, th- that was a great joke. <laughs> the, again, another genuine laugh
0: for me. I, I, I chuckled so much during this movie, uh, but, <laughs> but the younger brother using Lieutenant Spence as a sled. So well,
3: right before that, in the in the cave scene, before I forget, I also loved uh when he pulls the sword, like the the royal ancestral sword out, and it doesn't. It does. It's different than the Ode to Joy, but it does the, like this choir singing, and he just like looks up and he like hears it, but then like he just like eh, and like shrugs it, <laughs> shrugs, and like, goes back to fighting. And I'm like, great, perfect, yep.
1: Uh, yeah. So then, yeah. So the prisoner truck. He, what if someone falls and then we get sledding tone loop down a hill?
0: I really hope that's part of the video game. By the way,
1: I d- I don't think so. I don't think it is. <laughs> I, also, yeah, I, I just... don't
3: think I ever made it very far in the video game because I wasn't very good. That's true. Good. <laughs> I was
1: young, so it feels like I probably played the first two levels a lot and then. <laughs> Like, I, don't, I don't remember
3: what's beyond the stampede level in the Lion King game. I never beat that. I always for,
2: I always forget about Roof Ninja. He keeps jumping on me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> ah, I got to just take one step backwards. If only I could remember. Uh, but yeah, now we get a hint that maybe the girl is worried about him because she's like, you can't go down there and rescue your brother. And she's like, you worried about your revolution?
3: And that was their like, only like acts to break fight <laughs>
1: Oh, you worried about your revolution? No, you. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> that was it. Um, well, this is, and don't worry, because this is a scene where patented to our new season of Trash Watch. We bring in the horniness. Oh, Cause <sighs> she,
4: oh man! Because
1: she's about to charge on. She goes, "I'll go." So she walks out, goes up to the guards, uh, stands like her hand on her hip, and says something in uh, Patuani. A a,
2: a a a who presumably should carry this character is supposed to be probably what sixteen.
1: Yes. Yeah. and these guards who are not 16 go oh and one of them points to me and then like six of them go off into the weeds with her <laughs> and then they beat them all up but then johnny goes what did you say to him and she goes you'll find out on our wedding night oh my god so
3: you guys are making a lot of assumptions she's just they're busy now and once they get married she'll be like oh yeah i just told him like hey there's you guys come over here there's a prisoner like you gotta help me out Oh, so
1: what you're saying is that she's gonna give on her wedding night she's gonna give him lessons in how to speak Patusani. exactly yeah so they they dispatch them they but then they're surrounded again and this is where we get i know you've been worried about listeners this is where we get the resolution of our driving arc because adam finally gets to drive a vehicle oh, you're driving. yes and we line, adam you're driving his fine his fondest wishes come true because we all know all 13 year old boys think about driving and not about anything else <laughs>
0: So all these soldiers have guns. Why is none of them shooting the guns? They
3: maybe they don't have ammo. The,
0: uh, <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> all the all the all the metal on the island was used for Leslie Nielsen's face mask. Yeah, I was like, this is a this is a yeah.
3: shitty military dictatorship. They might not actually be very well funded.
1: You're like, quick, melt down all the bullets. I need a new arm. <laughs> oh, did the elephant stomp it off? Yes, different time. Same though. goddamn elephant. <laughs> I will say, even though they they immediately afterwards like explain the joke, I love the fact that Rob Snyder just throws yes. unlit dynamite. Oh, at god! Them it's so good. and it
3: wrecks one of the cars. Because it would have been funny if he just threw it and it like hit the road and like rolled under. He's like, "Damn!" And then then like you have to light it, dummy. But like that he actually like his first throw like takes out a car and he gets excited.
1: And then like yeah, and then they still yell, and I'm like, "No, light it first, dumbass." <laughs> It's it's such a good, pure moment. Uh, once again, Rob Schneider's best performance. However, down. Rob Schneider taketh away. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: as he so often
3: does. Because then, straight to fucking right.
2: camera. Uh.
3: Which, I, in my mind, I'm hoping that the character just did. And the camera just happened to be there. That he was just looking off the side as if he was <laughs> looking at <to> the camera. <laughs> that everyone else just saw him look over to the side and say... I
0: will say this, this movie, like you mentioned earlier, it is really well played, like, like paced the whole time until all of a sudden we have to have a headband ceremony.
1: Yeah, well, here's the thing, like, they have, first off, he's like, I'm not sure you're worthy until now, which I'm like, he's gone through several trials to, like, reveal himself to be worthy, it's odd that now is the time after they escape this, it feels like I would have been in the cave when he beat you in combat, that would be the time to do this, and also, they treat it like this is some ancient heirloom, that, like, the crown prince always wears this headband, but it's really just a cloth headband that everyone in the fucking movie is wearing.
2: Yeah, they, they give a pity one to Rob Schneider. Which is the entire reason for the scene. Yeah.
1: <laughs> It's it's so, yeah, Rob Snare can get a, like one that's tightened yeah, on too quickly. Which, the, which I love the one.
0: God, give him one. And this is where we start feeling like this movie is kind of a series of music
2: videos without lyrics. Oh, yeah. The uh, the 20 minute parade. Yes. You, you know, you know how I love to watch my parades from far away, obscured by trees.
1: Uh, you know how I like to watch my parade with random cuts to an old man dancing on the side of the road. <laughs> right. He was man, he was into it though. He was. That's it. Like I, li- like I don't care. Like during the parade, I was like, this seems like a little long and time wasty, but then they got the old man dancing, and I was like, this sequence is the most important in the film.
3: <laughs> There's also apparently uh someone using a rake the wrong way. What? <laughs> that's, I didn't go back and look at it, but that's what Brenna said. <laughs> so we were watching that scene. She was like, he was just holding the rake the wrong way. <laughs>
1: Well, the pacing picks up because now we are barreling towards the ending because next we have our, our relationship chat. Like, OK, let's need to establish that they actually do care about each other. And so it's not this weird child bride situation where she's like, hey, I may be like you, but also we're still kids and let's not rush into anything. And then they're we can still date. And so I'm like, OK, that's actually fine.
3: I really like that moment as a like way to get around that whole awkward situation that they're both put in.
1: Like, it is like they put, they you know, it's like 45 seconds of screen time in this film to like hand wave an issue, but at least they took the time because a lot of films wouldn't bother to hand wave the issue. So, okay. good on you, Surf Ninjas. And also, once again, I think it's just that Kelly, who is doing such a good job. Like, her performance is so natural and I believable that I was like, okay, I get a fully realized character even if the script isn't giving me a fully oh, yeah, realized I think character. The, according to the trivia, they say her name once. I was like, yeah, I'm fake I because I'm looking at the cast list right now. I'm not saying it because I know it so well from the film yes. pointing it out. <laughs> But then after that, we get to surf a clock. Because <laughs> uh, we need some more surfing in this. So, yeah, Adam finally uses his powers beyond the Game Gear. And by powers, I mean, he looks at some trees and realizes that surfboards can be made of wood. <laughs> <laughs> Which he asks Are Patusani uh, any good at be- doing wood carving? They're among stuff? the best in the world.
2: Uh, I hate these crafting mini games.
1: <laughs> I know. It's every survival game. That's every okay. game. Knowledge. Okay. I need, I need a systems. stone
2: and a, and a thing of wood <laughs> so I can make the hammer. Then I, oh, I need to get some metal for the axe. Okay.
3: So what was amazing to me about this sequence that I did not remember as a kid was that it also gave quote unquote, an emotional payoff to the what if jokes where he, where he finally admits, you know, he's he finally admits, he's like, I've, you know, I've never surfed a day in your life. Like, yeah, we know it, it was like a joke, but like, What if you could? And I was like, wait, that was like a genuinely like good moment. What the fuck? (laughs) How did
1: that happen? This movie is like silly and fun, but it's still like, I think I'm not ironically enjoying this. I am legitimately enjoying this film. And yeah, it's moments like that where there's real heart in it. Uh, Like the relationship chat and this like, okay, this is actually a real film.
3: It does feel like the movie that should be enjoyed ironically, but it just, it just isn't like (laughs) Bruno, Bruno was very afraid to watch this with me. Cause she was a very afraid that it was going to be like, like the reason I loved it was because it was bad. Like, and cause she's like, Oh, is it good? And I'm like, I don't like, I think it's a good movie, but also I know I'm very all up in nostalgia for this thing. But like, it's not that it's bad. It's just that it's like camp and nineties. It's not, like, aggressively bad. It's not the room. And, like, the jokes are genuine and funny. There's just
1: some that aren't. The final fight's kind of just a jumbled chaos, so let's just talk about little moments we like from it because there's no real, like, through line to the fight. I have
3: one moment I want to talk about about the surfing sequence that I just shockingly really liked. There was a very brief moment where you see the two brothers surfing and Johnny, like, comes up and, like, taps, like, Adam's surfboard, like, with his board. And it's, like, this because we've we haven't really seen them interact as brothers for most of the movie because they've kind of been working on their own things like but it was a really just good moment showing their relationship like in the context of surfing which is the one thing that we know that they do together that I really just appreciated
1: Uh, My first note in the final fight sequence is that Johnny immediately gives away his special sword that was so important. (laughs)
2: And he gives it to Rob Schneider, who just uses it to kind of randomly chase people around. God, that
3: is the magic sword, isn't it?
1: (laughs) Yep, he immediately gives it away.
3: How does he get it back then? Because he he has it for the end. Uh, Because they all gather together Okay. Before uh, when
1: when, uh, What's-His-Name takes a bullet. But not
0: before these small children are throwing dynamite at
1: adults and murdering people. Oh, yeah, they definitely kill several people, like, in the, not in the shot where they explode, but you see when they roll down, like, dynamite rolls and stops right underneath someone's feet. That also, man is
3: dead. I don't want to be all, like, health and safety here, but if you're going to be throwing dynamite, don't hold three sticks of dynamite. Light all three, and then start throwing them one at a time while holding yeah, two like like, dynamites uh, in your
1: hand. Yeah, these are not, like... F- firecrackers like this is sticks of dynamite like, i guys. know
3: you don't want to pick up the lighter again but just you know <laughs> just maybe take them one at a
1: time guys like yeah Zupa fluid is expensive we get it but it's it'll be fine we'll reimburse you
0: now i i do want to i do want to uh, clarify here by this point in the movie i was drunker than i've been on any episode we've done so far <laughs> Oh Jesus. um i have a question when Leslie Nielsen gets kicked in the balls, was there an actual bulge in the shorts that he grabs?
1: I'm pretty sure there's something physical in the pants for him there to grab, is. yes.
2: Either that or good,
1: good and, for you, Leslie I Nielsen. And I feel like Brian has
3: something to add about that.
2: Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I felt, I thought I was going crazy because I saw, I looked at the parent's guide partway through the movie and I was... <laughs> paranoid that i was like wait does this happen did i miss the scene where this happens and finally you know last five minutes of the movie so this is in the imdb parents guide under sex and nudity
3: (laughs) say it say it brian
2: (laughs) leslie nielsen masturbates (laughs) no
3: that's it (laughs) That's, that's the whole entry I don't. I don't like, think he was jerking off. I thought no, it was. It was but like, no, but I think it was crushing, yeah, he was his, crushing testicle. his testicles. But
1: yeah, because <laughs> yes. it is a malfunctioning hand that is the situation. It was choking him, and then it is choking. And him. what I love, what I love um, even more about
3: that entry is it doesn't even say like Colonel Chi. This <laughs> is Leslie Nielsen masterpieces. It's doesn't, it doesn't even say in this scene or he did it in this movie. It's just like a state of fact about Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> he just masturbates, man. Like they're gonna have to they're they're gonna have to change it to past tense now sadly, but <laughs>
1: The point is, Leslie Nielsen be masturbating. Oh my God. Well, nothing, spoiler nothing else in this film is just goes Leslie Nielsen masturbates. <laughs> but so there's a guy who gets uh, uh, who gets kicked down the stairs uh, and then he crawls back up and then later oh, in the fight gets kicked down the stairs well, again. By a different character. Yep. He's, he's by a good. different character. It's so good uh also uh leslie nielsen is holding a gun to their adopted father and the kid chucks his game gear at him and knocks the gun out of his
3: hand uh, to be fair if those things are full of batteries like i don't want to get hit by one of those thrown at high speed
1: <laughs> I, I, i'm betting in the contract it had to be like game gear must save the day was the note that sega had i was so happy to see the the guy
0: who bangs the gong gets to bang the gong again it's also in
3: prison in the very first time that we see leslie nielsen
2: chris that was very like lyrical what you said he is uh the guy who bangs the gong and he gets to bang the gong again
3: that sounds like a theater kid warm-up yeah it's a theater (laughs) warm-up the guy who bangs the gong gets to bang the gong again the guy who bangs the gong gets to bang the gong (laughs) gong again again. again. but great next
2: next show you direct uh that's got to be uh part of your warm-up
1: all right for sure luck that's what we'll do Um, we did briefly mention, yeah, but, so Zatch blocks a bullet for, for Johnny, and that's when it's revealed that Zatch is their uncle, a weird fact that they wouldn't have, and makes it even weirder that Zatch abandoned them as children.
3: Do we, do we know that he hasn't just been, like, following them, keeping ninjas
1: away? The opening line of the film is, I found oh, them. okay, which, got it. But yes, now we are back to a parade finale where they're all celebrating their new kings. Barbaram's back, baby. <laughs> yes. If you thought he was a one-sheen pony, we said nothing in the film comes back. Babaram comes back. And I didn't say nothing comes back. I said
3: nothing's important. Oh, that's fair. Is it weird that they end the monarchy
0: at this point? Yeah, it's like, like-
2: that Johnny's first action is, uh, as monarch is to uh, dismantle the government. Which would be first and only action at that point. Although he still wants to be put on stamps, so he still wants to be commemorated. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just realized something. Hmm. His, the monarch using his first act as king to dismantle his own power is the political equivalent of what if I didn't have this power?
3: Oh! oh. <laughs> this movie has Holy layers. Kid, is this movie deep?
1: <laughs> um, that poor bastard on the stairs comes back one oh, last time. Ju-
3: and just mwah, chef's kiss. A perfect way to do that.
1: Yeah, he stumbles up and he stops his big speech and just walks over. He's like, dude, you lost. Give it up. And they... And he just, like, throws himself back yeah, he down just, the stairs. Yeah,
3: he, like, he gives, like, a, a knowing nod and, like, a little, like, friendly wave as in, like, a, you know, oh, thanks. Thanks, man, for, like, letting me through the door that you were holding open. Like, just like, ah, oh, and then just rolls back down the stairs.
1: And, and so, dear listeners, I'm sure at this point after listening to us have described this film, you're wondering one question that is burning at your heart. And I am happy to tell you, Yes. This movie does, in fact, end with a musical number. Yeah, it's in the 90s. So. so we get a band and all our characters uh, singing along to Babaram once more as everyone dances.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I round table it, guys, but I think we all know that it's a pretty clear consensus.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: I tell everyone I know to watch this I've been, movie. I've been un- trying to get people
3: to watch this movie for decades.
1: The problem is, because of the, like, so bad it's good culture that sprung up, it seems like a movie that would fit into that, but it's not. It's just, it's a fun movie that has no delusions about what it is.
0: I'm already planning on watching it again today, tonight with uh, with Merit, because she has not seen this movie, and I'm like, we have to watch this.
1: Yeah.
3: That's it. Hold on. I just found the thing on IMDb that I've been looking for earlier, and that is... We already found guy. Leslie Nielsen. Master no, because <laughs> <laughs> no. No, I remember knowing that the guy that played the Babaram like he's he's a really prolific actor he's has like over 200 credits on IMDb but i was like there was something that i like definitely know him from uh he is in dude where's my car as the your tattoo says dude your tattoo says sweet guy
0: wow awesome so i i did a little digging for the uh everyone's trash or our the trash and treasure segment here okay I got to tell you, there was not a lot of people that stood out. Um, most people who watch this movie thought it was great. It, it has 89% on Amazon of uh, five uh, five star reviews. And honestly, I agree with them. Uh, but one one gentleman by the name of Joseph Stinson is uh he's a little bit of an odd duck. All right. So this is his review of Surf Ninjas. <clears throat> The first time I watched this movie, I instantly knew it would be one of those movies that stuck with me. The quality of film reminds me of the type of movies I used to see in theaters growing up, so it has a huge nostalgia factor for me. The story is subpar for it, but I still enjoyed it thoroughly. I may not have a magic game gear to tell me what others think of this movie, but I know that my brother and his family certainly enjoys it with me. I thought it was kind of cute. But, uh... (laughs) Oh, God. All right. So Joseph also gave a five-star review to adjustable no-tail eyeglass sunglass holders for children. And this is what he says. Oh, boy. These are great. And it's so nice to have glasses that don't scooch. I am an adult human, and I guess I must have a (laughs) tiny head because the other ones I have tried are too big. But these are great. I don't know what I'm missing, Maybe I am truly child-sized but I seem to be an ordinary human adult. He's mentioned that he's a human adult too many
3: times for me to be comfortable. <laughs> and one time was too many times and then he doubled down on it. So
2: tell tell me more about
3: Vincent Adultman. Yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he also gave a five-star review for a um in <laughs> the the title is a <laughs> weird. A large trench coat? <laughs> no, uh like a papoose for a baby, but it's it's uh, just For him to be carried around by a regular adult? (laughs) I wish, I wish. Uh, He says, this this is good. (laughs) Sorry. This is good for cats, too. (laughs) My cat is about 14 pounds, and this is good for him, too. Though there are some little snaps and pops occasionally, and I'm probably going to have to mend some spots on my arms eventually. But I expect that I have had no complaints, and it has a good strap length. He likes to watch me cook and sniff things and it's nice that I can give him a little hug with one arm or rub his head behind his ears with both hands. It took something to get used to, but it's very sturdy. You know, he doesn't trust me
2: all the time, but when he does, he just kind of gets it. I could tell you one thing, that cat is not enjoying one second of it. <laughs> no. When he says good for when he says good for a cat, I, I, he's definitely not considering the cat's perspective.
1: Not even a little at the beginning. He's like, I just want physical affection from something, even if I have to put it in a papoose <laughs> and carry it.
3: So you, you mentioned you mentioned good reviews on this, but on Rotten Tomatoes, Surf Ninjas is sitting at eleven percent. Oh my god. That's, they're wrong. That, that's that, well mistaken. that's the that's the uh the, the ratings, and then the audience score is sixty eight percent,
1: which is I'll come out one oh, so percent
2: more, just one percent. <laughs> all, all right.
1: Action call. Everyone (laughs) register. Give it an audience score. We need to get this to a nice percentage. Nice. Gonna have to happen. Surf
2: ninjas (laughs) certified nice.
1: Uh, man, I wish they had that. It's like fresh, rotten, and nice <laughs> certified Schneider. If you, you manage to get exactly sixty-nine <laughs> percent.
3: <laughs> yep,
2: you get nice Just every uh, movie now, just uh, critics are are just like doing doing like a having like a Mexican standoff where each one was like, We can't all give it a positive review or else we'll hurt its nice rating.
1: <laughs> yes. All right, well, gentlemen, I think it's safe to say that plumbing my childhood joys uh, has once again yielded gold for the podcast. You sir
0: have you are on a hot streak that is never ending. All
1: right, well, let's see the horror show that Brian's about to unleash on us. Brian, you're the pick for next week. Let's play the movie game. Are you going to play the movie game? We just added it because I described it once we did Mission to Mars. I told them (laughs) about the movie game. So year rating. So give us the year, the rating, the runtime, and genres. Uh, the year is
2: 1998. It's rated R. It is a horror slash action, and it is an hour forty-seven minutes.
1: Hour forty-seven. Oh. How horny is this film?
2: Mm, it's definitely got it. It's definitely. It's it's not like aggressively so. Is it the faculty? No.
3: Damn. Well, I've well I've extinguished my horror movies from 1998. They're not part of a series knowledge. So. Okay. Wait. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on.
2: Or are there
1: um, supernatural
3: elements
2: i would i guess i mean we'll define supernatural
1: uh like magical powers of any kind or or magical creatures
2: magic magic no creature yes not it's not a magical creature but it is a creature feature
0: does it involve a boat yes i think i know the movie what is it are we watching deep rising
2: hell yeah we are
0: <laughs> yes oh my god i'm deep so excited rising I love
2: this. This is this is one of my like genuine. I love this movie. Like I really like this movie. Yeah, it's a you lot got of me, fun. You got me.
0: As soon as you said creature feature, I'm like, fuck! I think he's doing Deep Rising.
1: I've never seen oh, Deep Rising. Oh, so that it's it's, it's so
0: fun. Oh my god! I'm very happy
1: about. This. All right, well then, so Deep Rising will be next week. And we'll see if Brian. Uh, I mean, let's face it; he's probably gonna do better than Mission to Mars. Well, I mean that that's a low bar. <laughs> that that's true. that that's what, get over the low bars first. All right, does anybody have anything to plug? Anything going on? Uh, wear a mask and don't gather in large numbers. Jesus Christ, you're killing real people
2: Honestly, like I don't need to plug, but I, that I need to plug because apparently yeah if you if you are if you are going out and getting in large gatherings and not wearing a mask, you are every man's trash.
0: All right, well, guys, thanks for listening again to the Trash Watch Podcast. You can follow us on Facebook by searching Trash Watch Podcast. If you have a movie that you'd like to suggest for us, drop it in our email, trashwatchpodcast at gmail.com. Brian, what is our other social media stuff?
2: I'm sorry, I'm looking at the Deep Rising Parents Guide. This guy guy has timestamps. Oh, Oh hell yeah. Yes! (laughs) Yes! Yes! Well, uh, I'll clarify. I'll clarify. He has timestamps on the sex and nudity section.
3: <laughs> oh, so it's like, oh, so it's okay. That's okay. And there's, okay. Also, there's also about five F words. <laughs> oh. So is there just like one that's a and then yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's about five well, no, F words. Someone says
1: Fomka. Someone says Fomka Johnson. So that's one. <laughs> All right. What's the rest of our social media? Uh, things?
2: We are on Instagram at Trash Watch Podcast, and we are on Twitter at Trash Watch And
0: we'll uh, see you all again very, very soon. Sam, thanks for joining us again, man. We hope thanks to have you back. Thanks for having me
3: and giving me an excuse
1: to rewatch <laughs> Surf Minjons. <laughs> and remember, everyone, Kwan Suu! Kwan Su-